Welcome to Around Kansas. I'm Deb Goodrich. And I'm Michelle Martin. And we are celebrating Friday Fun Day. So TGIF. So every Friday, we're going to upload a segment that talks about all the fun things you can do around Kansas. And I want to thank Corky Heller. He is an amazing photographer. And the background that I'm sharing with you today came from his camera and keen eye. He is just amazing. And you can find a lot of Corky's photos on Facebook and talk about fun day. Um, he has a lot of fun doing some amazing photographs. Does a lot at the Maxwell Wildlife Refuge. So talk about a fun day and a way to get out and enjoy um, the scenery and the wildlife and take the family. That's a great place to do it. Well, one of my favorite places, one of my favorite fun places in all of Kansas, Deb, is in Fort Scott. And it is pictured behind me, and it is, of course, the Fort Scott National Historic Site. Now, I have to confess, I have not only a soft spot, but probably a huge bias for Fort Scott. I lived in Fort Scott for several years, from about 2000 to 2007, and I was a professor at the college there. And the Fort Scott National Historic Site became my second home. And uh, as a living history interpreter, this was an amazing place to be able to share the stories of women in Kansas history with our visitors. And so behind me, you see uh, the building today that serves as the, the visitor center on the lower level. But this was originally the post hospital and the architect of the post, Captain Thomas Swords, was amazing. He decided that locating the hospital where it was at was a great way to be able to take advantage of the Kansas breezes or the wind. And as we know, there's no shortage of wind in Kansas because they could open the windows in the hospital wards and they could get cross ventilation. And they found that it was good for health. And also with uh, the uh, porches, the verandas there, they could also have patients sit outside and they found it was good for their health. But if you are looking for um, an easy day trip, uh, if you're in the Eastern part of the state, if you're looking for an easy day trip, Fort Scott is definitely one for you. Uh, it is located off of Highway 69. And actually you can get off the uh, Highway 69 exit at Wall Street and follow the signs to Fort Scott National Historic Site. And during the course of the year, they hold numerous events. And of course, with COVID, a lot of those have been, have been impacted this year, but uh, they still have um, amazing uh, facilities for you to visit. Uh, many of the buildings are original, some are reconstructed, and all of them are furnished with period interiors and um, artifacts. And you get a real good slice of what it would have been like to be a soldier, an officer's wife, a laundress, someone who was here in Kansas in the 1840s while it was still Indian territory. And of course, Fort Scott played a tremendous role in bleeding Kansas. So you also learn about its role in bleeding Kansas and the Civil War. Uh, the fort served as a place for refugees from Missouri and the Indian Territory who came in. And it is a very important uh, location with respect to the integration of the military because it was at Fort Scott that the first Kansas colored and the first, second, and third regiments of Indian Home Guard 
were made part of the Union Army uh, during the war. So definitely, if you're looking for Friday fun, go check out Fort Scott. And Michelle, it's got a well, beautiful downtown. I was just going to say, while you're at it, tell them about the downtown because uh, talk oh. about gift shops. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, downtown Fort Scott uh, is absolutely charming. The, many of the uh, buildings from the 1850s, 1860s, and 70s remain. They're filled with shops and restaurants. While you're there, you can actually visit the Lowell Milken Center for Unsung Heroes. It was started, um, of all things, it grew out of a National History Day project some students at Uniontown High School were involved in. Um, a program called Life in a Jar, and it grew from there. And eventually, um, out of that came the Lowell Milken Center. Uh, you can visit the shops and the restaurants downtown. You can also, um, if you're looking for great Mexican food, you can go visit El Charo's, which is on the south south end of town. But they've got wonderful shops and restaurants in downtown Fort Scott, and you're sure to find something. Uh, some nice antique stores. They got a great bookstore, and uh, there's a wonderful little restaurant called Papa Don's. Great pizza, great salad, uh, fantastic sandwiches. So Fort Scott's got something for everybody, and it's really beautiful. Also, take some time to go drive through and visit Gun Park. Absolutely gorgeous. You can get some food, take it out, have a picnic lunch. Um, and don't forget that Fort Scott was also the birthplace of world-renowned photographer Gordon Parks. And you can visit the Gordon Parks Museum that's on the campus of Fort Scott Community College. So one of my favorite places since I moved to Kansas in 1992 is Old Prairie Town and the Ward Mead Mansion in Topeka. And I think that if uh, Topeka and maybe even Kansas ever had a family reunion, this is the place it should be held. Um, Anthony and Mary Jane Ward um, settled there in the territorial period and their home, their original cabin was a stop on the Oregon Trail. So when they crossed the Kansas River there, that was the first place you came to. Anthony was a mill, mill right. So he fixed wagon wheels and um, Mary Jane fed people and she kept a candle burning in her window so that people could find them in the dark. And it's just a, uh, it's one of my favorite places. The gardens are absolutely amazing. The home is furnished with many of the items that belong to the wards. And I actually, uh, the Wardmead family had a family reunion um, there many years ago. And I got to attend an interview members of the family, including at that time, the last surviving grandchild. So um, it's just an incredible and beautiful place. The cabin has re been reconstructed. It uh, was torn down a long time ago, but it's been reconstructed. My good friend, Brad Davenport actually built that uh, reconstructed cabin, which is wonderful. And they have um, Christmas meals in there, which are just, oh my goodness, it's, I can't say enough about the staff and everybody that's there and it's operated by um, Topeka Parks and Rec and it's just just a fabulous site and before we go to a break there was one place that uh, I wanted to be sure and get in and on uh, the other a uh, couple of days ago we told you about the santafetrail.org 
uh, calendar, santafetrail200.org. Um, Council Grove, and Council Grove is another one of those places, like Michelle said, that make a great day trip, depending on where you're coming from. And if you're coming from a little farther, make it a two-day trip, because there's so much to see and do there. And the history is just layer upon layer. And for the anniversary of the Santa Fe Trail, they have so many events planned, and they've been working so hard. Their committee's been working so hard. They are going to have several spectacular events before the end of the year to mark the 200th and then maybe on into the next few years. So um, make sure you check out Council Grove. You know, um, we're going to do um, these fun day Fridays and talk about day trips and all the fun places you can go. And we will never run out because Kansas has so many interesting and beautiful places that will never run out of places to talk about. So let's take a break for one of our sponsors and we'll be right back with some more great places. In 1821, a trade route was opened from Missouri in the United States across prairies and mountains to Mexico. In 2021, we will mark 200 years of epic conflicts and grand adventures, larger than life personalities, sweeping landscapes. Join us on an historic journey. The Santa Fe Trail lives on. Find us on social media or santafetrail.org. Okay, looks like it's time for our tour. Welcome to the Fort Wallace Museum. Here at the museum, you're going to find some really interesting stuff like our replica stagecoach from the Butterfield Overland Dispatch. We've got facades from the fort buildings. We've got an 1870s flag. There's a plesiosaur that was discovered locally. We've got the Ray Pump Organ Collection. We're a little bit place with a great big story and we'd love to have you. Hi everyone and welcome back. Uh, continuing our theme of Friday Sunday in Kansas, I want to take you to one of my favorite places to get out and enjoy nature, and that is in the Flint Hills, and it is the Tallgrass Prairie National Preserve, north of Strong City. Now, folks, this is where I've had my close encounter of the bison kind that you don't exactly want to have, but wow, was it ever amazing. Uh, the Tallgrass Prairie Preserve is a joint venture between the National Park Service and the Nature Conservancy. And it is one of the most beautiful uh, sections of tall grass prairie in the Flint Hills that is preserved. And I, when I lived in Kansas, even when I moved to Oklahoma, I never tired of visiting tall grass because it is simply amazing. Not only do you have the chance to visit uh, the Z-Bar Ranch House, which right now is undergoing extensive restoration. Uh, but you've got the ranch house, you've got the barn and the other outbuildings there uh, from the ranch, but then you have the actual prairie itself. The Tallgrass Prairie Preserve has some amazing trails that you can hike. Uh, they're not technically challenging, so they're great for the whole family. And the windmill pasture is one of the longest trails. Uh, it is one of the prettiest and most scenic. Very pretty. But it, but it is also where the bison roam. And I 
had an opportunity uh, one year. I was spent I spent two days uh, in Strong City, and I hiked Tallgrass Prairie both days. And my second day, I was out in the morning. I'd gone out. I let the ranger staff know I was going out to the windmill pasture. And they said, yeah, just be careful. The bison are there. Just give them a wide berth and, you know, they'll, they'll be good. They'll leave you alone. I said, great. So there it was. My camp bag at the time was a backpack. I carried about 30 pounds of gear. And I had a camera in hand around the neck, but I had gear in the, in the back. And I, I had a pair of dark hiking pants and a dark top. And I had a hat on. I had a baseball hat on that also happened to be dark. And bison don't have the greatest eyesight. And in all honesty, the wildlife biology ranger that had to come rescue me <laughs> said he thought the reason the herd moved in very quickly and cut off my ability to move forward on the trail or back or any side direction because of the hump shape um, of my camera bag on my back, they possibly mistook me for a lost member of the herd. And they were literally trying to bring me back in because they 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 ringed me, surrounded me. And so I thought, well, the best thing I can do is sit down and be still so they know I mean them no harm. And I sat down, put my bag in front of myself, got out my cell phone, and I called the ranger station. And uh, the ranger who answered the phone was a friend. Uh, and I said, um, I need someone to come get me in the windmill pasture. What's the matter? Well, all of a sudden, uh, the herd has popped up and I can't walk either direction on the trail and I can't go off trail either. Are you surrounded? Yes, I am. We'll be right there. And of course, as soon as uh, the ranger and the vehicle came out, when they heard the vehicle, they of course moved. But before then, it was a pretty nervous, uh, tense, about nine and a half minutes of my life waiting. But I have amazing photographs. I put my camera on top of my bag and just started moving it and shooting. But I actually put outstretched my arm and one of the bison came up close enough to sniff my outstretched hand. And I think at that point it realized I wasn't one of them, but I was shorter and I probably didn't mean him any harm. And he backed up and gave me a very wide berth. Yes, thank goodness, but the uh, ranger rolled up and I hopped in and he said, well, that was a little exciting, wasn't it? And I said, that's the understatement of the year. But I have to tell you, it is the most breathtaking, well, some of the most breathtaking views in Kansas are at the Tallgrass Prairie Preserve. And you definitely, you everybody has got to see it at least once in their life. It needs to be on yeah. your Kansas fun day Friday or your bucket list for sure. Well, um, keeping the grasslands theme, the um, Cimarron grasslands in the southwestern part of the state. Talk about a view when you go up to the point of rocks there and you see that um, the riverbed that's 99% of the time dry beneath you. Oh my goodness, it is spectacular. And the grasslands are just stunning. And the first time I saw uh, the grasslands, the first time I visited was in February and there was a front moving in. So the skies were just that incredible deep gray and the grass was 
um, almost white. It was just, uh, it was a stunning scene. And about that time, a coyote just is loping through the grass, you know, in his element. And it was, it was breathtaking. It was just the most incredible thing. I, I love that place. It's um, full of history. It's full of incredible scenery and, you know, preserving the, um, the natural state of the land there. It's just an amazing place. And um, yeah, I think that's another one that really needs to be on your bucket list when you're traveling the state of Kansas to, to go down and see that. We've got, you know, grass, we're all about grass. And so definitely these grasslands that are preserved are so important to the environment and to our story, you know, and not just our story as Kansas, but the story of the Great Plains, you know, forever and ever. And uh, for the, the migratory herds of buffalo and, and pronghorn and elk and uh, deer and all the things that have ranged here for eons. And so those grasslands tell an incredible story. So it's a, another great family place to visit. All these places that we've mentioned today are great places to take the family. Definitely. And you know, Deb, um, I was thinking when you were talking about Ward Mead Park, you know, I bet some of our viewers are also fans of Sunflower Journeys on KTWU. And if you watch reruns or look for uh, previous episodes um, on YouTube or on any of their streaming channels, you will find that many of the places we've talked about have been featured in Sunflower Journeys, whether it be Fort Scott or Ward Mead Park. Ward Mead Park is a fantastic backdrop for filmmakers of all kinds here in Kansas. And also the grasslands, the Flint Hills, all of these places have captured the imagination of writers and painters and photographers, poets and filmmakers. So definitely watch those films and watch those shows carefully because you never know when you may see Kansas on the screen right in front of you. Sarah Plain and Tall, you know, in the Flint Hills. Um, yeah, so many, mm -hmm. uh, so many landscapes that have been great backdrops for film. So um, yeah. I will have some more for you next week. So make sure you check in on Fridays when we, uh, when we upload our Fun Day Friday. And if you've got some ideas for Fun Day Friday, let us know. Well, we hope you enjoyed our first installment of Friday Fun Day. Deb and I can come up with no end to fun things and places to see and do in Kansas. And we hope you will uh, visit some of these places and uh, show them the love with the pandemic. A lot of our museums and a lot of these places really do need our help right now. And let's face it, folks, sometimes these are some of the biggest employers in some of our communities, and they really are the backbone of some of our, especially our rural communities. Right. So if you've got the chance, go out and show them the Kansas love. <laughs> In the meantime, we'll show you some love every episode of Around Kansas. So I'm Deb. I'm Michelle. And we'll see you somewhere around, around Kansas. Around Kansas. Howdy. I'm Seth Hayes, and welcome to my hometown from then to now. 
Council Grove has a rich history as deep as the prairie tall grass. Spend the day visiting 25 historic sites or explore the unique shops and restaurants or mosey out of town along the Santa Fe Trail. Y'all visit my hometown, Council Grove, in the heart of the Flint Hills. Welcome to the Western Kansas Wildlife Travel Center right here in my hometown of Oakley, Kansas. We're the front door of Western Kansas, located on three main highways, I-70, US-83, and US-40. And all those roads lead to history, beautiful scenery, and adventure, no matter which direction you go. We now have an IHOP. That brand that you've trusted up and down the road in all your travels is staffed with local folks, real people, just like you and me, and we're waiting on you to join us. So for fun, adventure, fuel up, fuel your body, and let's have some fun. 